This is Mona Lisa Baseball, Season 2, Episode 7. I'm sitting in the recording lab. Welcome back. Here we are. Yeah, what a great feeling. More Mona Lisa Baseball. Well, the rule changes are in. <clears throat> we can talk about those. We have three rule changes this year just for one guy. Not not three rules for one guy, but three different rules for three different guys. Yeah, I'm assuming that's a Shohei type of thing. Yeah, you want to let's get to it. So we have the Shohei Otani rule this year, which states that if you are the pitcher and the designated hitter, aka Shohei Otani, then you when you get taken out of the game as a pitcher, you can still remain in as the DH. This is a rule yeah. for one guy who you love and did a, an entire segment about how much uh, you know he in many ways is a shining light, maybe I wouldn't mm-hmm. say the savior of baseball, but potentially, you know, that kind of figure. And this is a rule just for him. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that speaks to the potential that this guy has. And there's very few things that are that exist right now that are going to make any type of coach no matter what level, want to bat their pitcher. And without Shohei right now, I think there would be no chance. I shouldn't say no chance, but there'd be such a slim chance that any coaches out there would have an interest in, in batting their pitcher. But now that this guy is there, you know, probably the closest thing to a Babe Ruth, since Babe Ruth, as far as hitting pitchers, it's isn't that crazy? That's not even a stretch to say that. Shohei Otani's the closest thing to Babe Ruth since Babe Ruth. Yeah. I I've never said that, but as I'm listening to myself say it aloud, I believe that's true. There was an episode of season one where we were doing the cover art and we couldn't decide whether or not to put Babe Ruth or Shohei on the cover. Yeah. And we went with Babe. Went with the Babe. Yeah, still. I mean, that speaks to the power of baseball right there is that Babe Ruth, just the image of Babe Ruth, probably the majority of Americans could name the picture of him like that. Yeah. Okay. So that Shohei rule makes sense. Let's go to the next one. Well, let's, let's dive into it a little bit more. Okay. This is a stupid rule. Uh, that is a that arises because you have this other stupid rule, and that's the problem with stupid rules: is that you have to keep covering up the stupidity with more stupidity. In this yep. case, you have instead of Shohei Otani just being a regular baseball player who would bat and come out of the game like he should, uh, you know, and then maybe play right field uh, on the other days, he's doing this weird DH thing, and now they're. It's a rule for one guy. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing that I would say I like about it is it shows that on some level baseball understands how important this person is. I don't think they totally understand why yet. They know that he's very popular. And so they don't want to they don't want to do anything that loses this guy. And so they're protecting their assets in a way of okay, this 
we got to acquiesce to this guy because he's an important puzzle piece right now. You're talking about giving him one or two more uh, plate appearances every fifth or sixth game. That's really what you're talking about. You're a brand new rule for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and let's talk about how much more interesting it is <laughs> if Shohei comes out of the game, pitching wise, we'll say he goes six strong and then they're ready to pull him out. Well, he's a slugger. He's a home run champion. So they're going to keep him in the lineup. Well, now so, they can. But let's say the Shohei rule didn't exist yet. Here's what they would do in norm, like what you're saying, normal baseball rules. Joe Madden, their manager, would say, would make a choice who they're pulling out because Shohei's the superior hitter. And can he play first base? Can he play outfield? I don't know what his other positions are, but if they want to bat this slugger, they got to put him somewhere. And if his arm's too tired to pitch, I would assume he would play first base. Um, or if he didn't, play first base you know madden could go crazy with his double switches you know i'm picturing taking someone off the bench moving the right fielder to shortstop or vice versa and then that i tied myself in knots just thinking about that but that's more interesting to me than creating a new rule but i i like the idea of if shohei is so good you know, because it's kind of, he's kind of a circus act in a way. So all you're doing, you're actually taking a, a cool moment out of the game where the manager decides to leave Shohei in or not because he's going to bat the next inning. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's more interesting. It makes the, the decision to pull him for a relief pitcher more of a decision. I find that way more interesting than him getting a couple more at-bats on those days. But, um, but he's so strong offensively, they would never not bat him. They would always keep him in – they would have to do a double switch to keep Shohei in the game, but you would never but pull – Well, here's the thing. They could have done it and they never did. Well, maybe they did it once or twice, but it wasn't a regular thing. What do you mean? They never did that last year or the year before when they could have done it. Oh, oh. You're advocating they do a double switch and leave Shohei in the game. They didn't do that. That's why they made a new rule so that he could stay in the game. So, okay. Yeah, they're not doing that. So, when he wasn't pitching, he was their DH. And then yeah, he's still the DH on the days he's not pitching. <laughs> I see. And well, maybe it depends on if they then, want to rest him. Or who's, who's and then who's when he guy. was pitching, let's say he went six strong and he came out of the game, he was out of the game. That's right. No more hitting. Yeah, he's too he he's too important to the sport for them to not acquiesce. So I think they had to do something. Well, how do you feel if you're uh, the other teams in the division? And there's a rule that was made up just for a dominant player on one of your opposing rival teams. I yeah. Mean, that doesn't, that's not cool. Yeah. I don't like this rule change at all. Even if we love Shohei, we can say this rule is stupid because it's for one guy. It's a rule made up for one guy. And if that's, that's a really terrible precedent. Right. I guess, I guess at this point I would accept the rule because I feel like his importance towards you know, this, the fans of the sport need to be aware that pitchers can hit. And so he kind of represents that. Him and Babe Ruth right now are like the pinnacle of that. Mm -hmm. And so just having him here playing Major League Baseball, having him in the States, 
We don't know how important that is yet, but we know that he put on a show last year that seems like very few people saw coming. And if they have to create a rule to keep him here, of course it's stupid, but to me it's worth it. But then again, (laughs) when, when things start going this route, and new rules keep getting added to me it just makes what we're saying more relevant and more right is it's just getting more ridiculous when you're adding rules when everything was just fine everything was just fine yeah i really don't care about this rule change because it's just it's another it's a dh wrinkle whatever a DH I, honestly, wrinkle. no that is I what just, it is i just i mean i, I said it's what like i wanted to say almost exhausting talking about it. all right we have two other rule changes for just two other guys, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was just the Shohei rule. So okay. we're done with the Shohei rule. Great. Let's move on. Okay. We've also got... This This rule, I think, is good, but is more like a Band-Aid on a, on a broken arm. And that <laughs> that is uh, the Jacob Nottingham rule. Never heard of him. Yeah. This guy got bounced on waivers to from the Brewers to the Mariners to the Brewers and then back to the Mariners again. All in the span of 22 days. Okay. Think about that. This is is ping pong. How many? That's a lot of frequent fire miles, dude. I mean, this guy is. Yeah. I mean, you can't be. That is just. That's not cool to the players. You can't. What what are they doing? I mean, this sounds like just some backroom deal where they're just like, hey, you know, fuck these guys. They can't be doing this. So I guess they limited the number of times you can. You can still do it. You just can't. If you're the last team that got him on a waiver, but whatever is complicated, then you can't be the next team to do it. So you have to at least it, it's it doesn't matter. It's the Jacob Nottingham rule. Yeah, let's move on. That yeah. Means, means, <laughs> okay. uh, can you believe that? In 22 days. 22 days. He goes from the Brewers to the Mariners, back to the Brewers, and back to the Mariners again. Yeah. What is that? It seems really, really <laughs> Next rule, please. <laughs> if you don't, don't like that one, I don't you're going to hate it. this one. Oh, this one's even worse. Try and then we, me. Then we can get to the real painful stuff. Um, the rules that aren't aren't for just one person. Okay, so now we've also got the Steve Cohen rule. Oh, that's the Mets guy. Yeah, there's a okay. new bracket, $60 million over the spending threshold that puts you into a different tax bracket. Okay. Steve Cohen rule. Okay, so... I don't totally get it yet. So, so the way the luxury saying? tax works is if you, there's no, oh, you um, are trying to put me to sleep. There, there's no salary cap in baseball, but there is a salary cap in baseball. Really? Yeah. There's something called yeah. uh, the competitive balance tax, right? Or the luxury tax is it called. And basically we just, we described this in uh, other episodes and it, if you spend so much on your player's salary over a certain amount, then you start paying into a general mm-hmm. fund that goes to other teams. Okay. So, uh, it's a tax on, and you have to pay even more than you're paying. So it's, it makes fielding a team over the threshold increasingly more and more expensive, depending on how high your salary goes. Okay. Now this guy, Steve Cohen in the Mets, we've talked about this also, how he's spending a bunch of money, which, you know, like, that's great. You know, that's what we want. We want these billionaires to spend the money that they're making on the team back on the team. Right. That's what we want. We want all of the the owners to be like that. I think baseball would be way more fun uh, if that were the case. 
but it's not. We have one guy, and so he's he's got a rule now. Steve Cohen rule, sixty million. Okay, who has a problem with him doing this, and why do they have to come up with all of the other owners? And do you think their number one fear is he's gonna? Um, how can I put this into words? the The fear would be that he drives prices up too high for everyone. That's their exactly. number one fear. Okay. So everyone yeah, it's will very think that dry. It's, it's like the will, A-Rod deal. The A- yeah. Right. If I'm half as good as A-Rod, I get... Exactly. I yeah, should get yeah. 12 and a half mil. It's just inflation players value, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> That's really remarkable that a rule had to be put in... Okay. So the owners put this rule into effect? So what ends up happening with this 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 threshold is that teams... The high roller teams will walk right up to it and sometimes go over it, depending on how bad they want to win that year and what yeah. kind of deals they're making. And then um, there's also, uh, if there's a lot of rules around this. And like, if you do it over a series, a number of years, then there's even greater penalties. So sometimes they'll walk over the line for two years and then come back down or something like that. Really teams that are trying, teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees, Red Sox, right? Really big spenders. They're doing this all the time. And then other teams, we talked about this, other teams, their payrolls are, way closer to 90 million, like the race who won their division, which we've talked about how awesome that was. And then you've got teams that are somewhere in the middle. Um, sometimes they're rebuilding. Sometimes they're going for it. And none of these teams, like anyone, they don't want Steve Cohen pay, paying this kind of money because then they got to pay money. And then their, their money-making business makes less money because in order to field the team, uh, they got to pay a little bit more mm-hmm. to the players. So yeah, three rules for three to three guys. Yeah. Major League Baseball. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Honestly, I, I guess I guess the two the other two rules are good, but I guess my point is like, like I said, it's a band and a broken arm. The way that they're moving these players around, the way they're manipulating their their uh, service time, it's so gross. It's ugly. And you know, there used to be a time like Tony Gwen, like where guys would play their entire career on a team. And that was good for baseball because the, it got the fans connected and the fans would go multi-generational. And there's nothing worse when you're a little kid and when your like favorite player gets traded or something, right? Oh, yeah. That's the worst, it man. It is the worst. It, it, I think it puts, I think, I think they underestimate how many times that actually will put somebody off of baseball. Maybe, yeah. maybe not permanently, but at least knock their fandom down a notch absolutely so yeah tell me what was the say most memorable one of your childhood most crushing you know add your own adjective what's one that comes up in your mind i can't believe they traded x how could they do that to me yeah good question nothing's coming to mind because i'm thinking of i can think of a lot of them a, a lot of, oh, okay. So I guess I was really young when this happened, but when Brett Butler went to the Dodgers, I felt betrayed. He had a show on KNBR, you know, on the local, on the San yeah. Francisco radio. So he uh-huh. had like the Brett Butler show. I mean, yeah. this guy was like, he was a big part of, of, the, of the baseball show, yeah. ecosystem. Yeah. And he had previously played for the Dodgers, I think. And so him going to the Dodgers was like, whatever. Uh, in retrospect, it's like whatever, but at the time, I'm like, oh, traitor, you know, because you know, you're a kid. It's like all about the rivalry, and I, I, I can't think of a better one. But 
I know I was definitely bummed when when Bumgarner left the Giants. I was like, ah, yeah, that's gonna be a miss. For yeah, me. but I'm gonna miss that guy. But the thing is that those the free agency ones. Yeah, feel, yeah, that one doesn't count. They feel different. Still though, it's the I mean, same they're thing. They're still paying. It's, it's close. The same, but guys would go they're, into free agency similar, and stay yeah. with their home team for reasons. Maybe, maybe because they didn't need all the money, you know, or maybe their teams valued them more because they know that they could sell their jerseys and they could put their number, retire their number up on the wall and like build that history that gives baseball teams value, man. Like we've said this before, without the fans, these teams have no value and value Mm. comes from moments like this where you have a guy play his entire career well and and a team and get his number retired and be remembered and have statues and stuff. Okay. You don't, you're not going to get a statue if you're pitching for a different team every three years. Well, I mean, it's pretty universal in sports that the most respected people are the ones that stuck with their team, especially superstars. And, you know, you look at a guy like Michael Jordan that had the majority of his career with the Bulls, but it certainly didn't help him to play for the Wizards in terms of his legacy. And I think it only kind of downgraded it while it was... It was kind of cool for a moment where I think I think he only played one year, but the that Wizards team got the final playoff berth, the eighth seed. And I remember thinking, oh, now, wait a sec. If these guys, if Jordan wins it all as an eighth seed, you just took the gnarliest athlete of all time to a new stratosphere. <laughs> but I believe they lost in the first round. But, you know... Take a guy like Cal Ripken. Well, how about Albert Pujols, who is back with the Cardinals? Kirby Puck. I'm so done with Albert Pujols. Like, okay. whatever, <laughs> he's still, man. He's going to play this year as a DH for yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah, right on. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I just had to hear you say that. You know how wrong that sounded? I mean, that's that's what he's I wanted to say it to you. I want to get your reaction. for the Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you know who's stoked? Everyone in St. Louis is so stoked. Oh, yeah. Good for them. I, well, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I feel good about that. That's yeah. good. That's good, right? What a what a perfect DH. What I a, know. Could you get a more perfect? <laughs> know, right? I'm too old. I'm too slow to do anything defensive. But I might be able to still hit 20 homers. Yeah. I, yeah. Perfect. Right. Yeah, it's... <laughs> See, these conversations, these are, the season hasn't started, but it's awful close. And this is like our final week of it seeming like baseball is still normal, yet there's this impending doom weighing down on me that it's pretty tough to deal with. I've never looked forward to a baseball season less than how I'm feeling right now. And I think each day that it gets closer, it goes more towards anger that not only are uh, the very few are taking things away from me, from you, from other fans, and they, they're doing it in such a flippant way. And they're just, they're, they're laughing at us. They're scoffing saying, Oh, they'll come back. They don't know what it feels like to go through what we're going through and seeing something sacred to get, get ripped to shreds and then trying to laugh about it, saying that we're crotchety old men. 
I'm not that old even. I know. <laughs> what well, we're in our 40s. Let's at least we can come clean about that. I'm also I think it's important to say like in my what, 40s. I think we've already dated ourselves by talking about the games that we went to and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, well, it, I mean I I'm not feeling good about this here either. We have the UDH. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. We're not going to say it out loud. It just gets UDH. abbreviated. UDH. Yuck. And um <laughs> in the worst possible this is okay. Here's something bad. Good. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how to describe this. <clears throat> if there's one rule change that everybody hates, because it seems like most, like you said, most people are on board for this, this shit. And it's like disturbing, but most people think the guy on second base in the 10th inning is stupid and they're bringing it back for 2022. Hey, everybody. The rule that nobody liked is brought back. You know why? And this, this one's going to sting me and you get to rub this one in my face. And it's to prevent injuries. Now, the players' union, why is it? Why they even bargain for it to prevent injuries due to the shortened spring training? Yeah. I mean, at this point, you're. <laughs> I know. You I'm know, sorry. It, it's at least better. Okay. Let's, let's take it back to 94 where it was, it was a little bit easier to say, to pick a side, I think, and say, oh, the owners. <laughs> Screw the owners, we just want to play baseball. But thinking back, plenty of people had gripes about the players. But It turned against the players real hard in 94. But it, Yeah, it did. But it makes it so much easier when there's a clear side to say, wow, those, those people are blowing it. But now the scenario is <laughs> when I was told that the players advocated for the DH, I just want to like give up on everything. Just just throw it all away. All just right. ball up this baseball piece of paper into a small, tiny little round object. Throw it in the wastebasket. Yeah. Swing and try to hit it on the way. Light it on fire. I'm so sick of all of them. Because I don't feel like I should have to speak for all the people that that's not coming out right i it's i feel like sometimes we are the only so voice for a base baseball it's no one so is speaking out why not i don't know man i'm looking for people on youtube i'm looking for people on podcasts and i can't find anyone Everyone is so down for most of these rule changes. You get, and then like the breaking point is banning the shift. You go 50 50 on that, maybe 50 50. I'm just, I mean, it's, it's just us against the goddamn world right now. Okay. But it's us and all previous baseball players, alive or dead, all people involved in the sport. They have a vested interest in this conversation on some level. Because this is what I keep, I keep thinking, I keep thinking back on this point. All throughout our life, the history of baseball and the future of baseball was promised to us in this perfect form. And it's getting ripped out of our hands and pissed on. And everyone's standing around applauding it. And that really bothers me. I think I know why. I think I figured it out. 
Okay. Um, I think don't hurt me now. I know. So you and I have seen the rise of American propaganda in the form of a cable news network. Mm -hmm. Well, mm, the base baseball has its own television network. And if you are addicted to baseball, you watch this network, you subscribe to a package that has it and you listen to Billy Ripken (laughs) Way more than we you picked hear. On him <laughs> way more than you listen to Ken Burns. Yeah, and those are the guys gambling. Those are the guys buying baseball cards. Those are the guys buying the memorabilia. Those are the guys buying season tickets. Yeah, and that's their customer. Mm-hmm. We're not the customer anymore. Yeah. They they lost you a long time ago, and they've my fandom has been waning for a while. It's. You know how you have some things that are precious to you, right? Mm-hmm. And sacred, right? Like albums, you know, maybe some there's music, there's classical music or classic rock and roll even. Like they're just, these things are perfect and timeless. And baseball was one of those things for me. And I just, I feel like you do. Like they're defacing this work of art. They're it's like that scene in the Michael Keaton Batman movie where the Joker is going around <laughs> throwing paint on the walls and all these classic paintings. Ooh, I haven't seen that in years. I don't remember that Let's part. Let's watch it later. It's a really good movie. God, I would love that. You know, that's thanks for bringing that up because uh, I was taken to go see that movie. I was uh, did a sleepover with a friend, and his parents took all of us out to see that movie in the theater. And uh, one thing I'll mention about it was the the flying, whatever the hell you call it, the bat flyer. The bat plane. As it bat plane goes up in the air and it pauses in front of the full moon, the whole audience went, oh. And I still remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Audience came together for that one. We were all uh, awed by that uh, moment. I think we might be the Batman. Of baseball. I, I, I don't know how bright that signal is yet, but let's not forget uh, the Batman was not not always very popular, but he, he mm. did the right thing yeah. through whatever means necessary. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. Where where do we go from here? So... <sighs> it's so depressing. It's so I depressing. More, I got more depressing news for you. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, where were we? Were we at the second the ba- they were bringing the base runner back and I just lost it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I that's just, exactly I, just, I can't we believe it. So, th- this is the- a bad good thing because actually people are with us on this. Everyone thinks this rule is stupid. Everyone does. Uh, except for maybe some people on MLB network. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so this is a, this is a this is a topic that has traction. I I hope that people will will by People not liking this rule change, maybe they'll start to take a harder look at some of these other rule yeah. changes. Maybe, yeah, okay. probably not. I can we'll see, see the bad good in that. So that that's done. Oh, we're back to uh, nine inning double headers. So yay, no more seven inning double headers. Real baseball. I mean, how many double headers do they even play anymore? I just want to know how many perfect games were going to be blogged in the books for somebody pitching. I mean, come on, this is that was stupid. Play real baseball. Play real fucking baseball. Seven inning double header, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, 
not- I, no, I didn't even believe that one when I heard it. it they, they did it. It was just a shoulder shrug. You go, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. That's what they're doing. Whatever. It's the worst. Yeah, I heard. Uh, <laughs> I heard a six-year-old uh, Colin Cowherd was talking about the new commissioner Rob Rob Manfred and what he needs to be doing to help the sport. And he mentioned, he goes, they've already peeled nine minutes off the average game, which is great, which is great. And, and, that, and that was it. it. It just, listening to him say it, I, he didn't even know why he thought it was great. It was just. It's universally accepted but that baseball games are too long. Yes. But he's not a baseball guy. Well, yeah. So that's what, that's where it's going to come from. Speaking of not being baseball guys, I was watching MLB baseball and they were oh, talking right. about football. Yeah. They, they were comparing baseball to football. And it's just like. Oh, yeah. Well, what were they like? What tree were they barking up? I, it, I, it was on. Turn the channel. Yeah, I was pissed off. Yeah. I wasn't listening. I started yeah. taking out the trash. Yeah. Like, this will be more fun. Yes. <laughs> Let's scoop the cat poop. That's way more fun than listening to this bullshit. Okay, so let's, I want to know, well, you, you're on a roll. Keep keep going. Okay, we have the 12-team playoff. Okay, so we're up so to we 12. So we went from 10 from to, 10 12. to 12. We're just slowly turning that, that boiling water up, up, yeah. up and until we get to 16, okay. which is what the owners want. Because Yeah, I was I was told it was 14. So it's Well, it was going to be 14, but the players negotiated. They knew how bad the owners wanted the 14-team playoff that they, oh, bargaining they, they chip. continued to pull that back and go, okay, well, if we're not going to start on time, we're yeah. going to pull back the playoffs, which they had already sold to the network, by the way. That's going to be... that's something oh, sad. I would love goodness. us to get some we could interview someone who worked at the network to get that story who's the network what what is the network is it Fox? well there's lots of different tv networks that that, that divvy up and and show the playoffs yeah. depending on who's who, where they are and all that and they and it's a big it's a lot of money because so many people watch the playoffs right like way 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 more than than watch um you yeah. know like a, a game in, in the middle of june <laughs> how unfortunate they have to scratch through 30 i i keep forgetting is it 30 or 32 teams <laughs> I think I said different numbers in season one. Whatever it is, 162 times 30, they have to s- slog their way through all of that so that they can finally get to the playoffs. I mean, it's just this, – this is, this is why this keeps coming up is there – this sport is not built for – the mass riches that it's looking for, but yet they're hell bent on making sure that it is. And so they're down to switch around whatever they have to, to maximize. And that is not the recipe for quality art, but no one seems to give a shit about art anymore. Yeah. There's 30 teams. 30. I remember in one of the, one of the episodes of season one, you were like talking about the Rockies or the Diamondbacks, and you're like, I'm still not used to these new teams. It's been 29 years, yeah, bro. yeah, <laughs> 29 years. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Marlins Rockies. <laughs> Marlins Rockies '94. Yeah, one of those Florida teams. I think you said. <laughs> and, and Devil Rays Diamondback Tampa Day Devil Rays. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. Uh, on YouTube, 
the 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 logo of the Devil Rays when they when I remember when they announced that team because I was old enough to also remember these teams as new teams. In oh, fact, that, I have a great story. Ninety seven. I yeah. have a great story. Uh, the Giants were threatening to move. Remember? Oh God! Oh, I don't remember don't what put year me it was. This again. And this is another reason why oh, my fandom t- was shaken, man. I can tell you what year it was exactly. And this is another reason why I've tried to fall in love with baseball, and baseball just keeps slapping me in the face. There mm-hmm. was a time when the Giants were talking about moving, and it seemed at, there was a moment. No, where it, it seems more than that. More than fifty. Per, a couple years when it happened. I it know. was more than fifty percent. It seemed like okay. Time out. I got to okay. call time. <laughs> there was a moment on the news. The Giants are moving. It was final. The Giants are moving. And I did the same thing I'm doing now. There's no way that's true. There's no way the Giants are going to be a designated hitter ball club. That's impossible. There's no chance of that. And then someone came in and was able to stop it. But it was reported that they were gone. They were showing the Devil Rays Stadium. This is where... The Giants will be playing next year in, I think it was St. Petersburg, but it was a lame-ass dome, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) And uh, so that was before the 93 season. So then instead of moving the team, they upgraded Candlestick with a few things, put in some bleachers, Uh, didn't have a see-through fence anymore. Uh, I don't know what else they did for upgrades, but uh, they put up something called the Bond Squad. But then they spent the most money uh, any team had ever spent on a ball player, and they, they got Barry Bonds. Now, before he was Roydville, was this someone that you rooted for in his early skinnier years? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, so that's what broke your heart even more. Oh, yeah, was, it makes it yeah. even worse when you're like, uh, yeah. You're doing just fine, so skinny I, I, guy. I, so I remember this very well, and I, rem- I remember everything you're saying, mm-hmm. and I don't want to mischaracterize it, but I was like, well, I guess I have to be a Rockies fan now. Mm. And it's like a brand new team. I'm like, well, I got a fresh start. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because like, what were my other options, you know? Like, root for the A's? Yeah. I guess I probably, I don't know. A's. American League Baseball, though. Yeah, I asked. Even at that young age, I was like, American League Baseball. I asked a friend of mine who grew up near Oakland was a A's guy. And I said, back then when you're growing up, was a designated hitter a problem to you? Or was that just the way baseball was played? And I was really hoping he gave me one of the two answers. And he said, nah, that was just how it was played. I was like, damn wish, Wish you were on my side for that. I think if you grew up, you know, watching pro ball with the DH, then it's no big deal. <laughs> but what if you played? Well, because you know, back back then, at least in California, they didn't seem to be playing. You know, other rules. It was just pitchers hit. Yeah. Well, you know, I've I've seen interviews now with like a fourteen year old who's like, I'm a PO. Pitcher only, 14 years old. Get out of here. That's the worst acronym I've ever heard. Yeah, it makes me PO'd. PO. Pitcher only. That's the world we live in now. Children. Can the microphone pick up on my head shaking? <laughs> this. Uh, yeah, you, this, watch it. You're going to need a chiropractor. Yeah, this is. 
one of the most disappointing conversations I've ever been involved in. <laughs> and I was re- really excited to sit down and, and talk some baseball with you. And it's all coming out right now. This is... This is bad, man. Yes, it's bad. This is bad. It's going to get worse in 2023. It's going to get even worse. Okay. What makes you say that? Well, because they're going to bring in the pitch clock. That We're going to get the bigger bases. They're going to try to ban the shift, and we might we might see track, okay. man. Okay. This is where I want to be. This is where I want to be. What is actually happening this year? We already covered what's happening this year. Okay. Uh, now I'm talking about what could happen in 2023. Okay, so shift is not banned yet. That's correct. Okay. Bases are not bigger yet. No, they're not bigger yet. Wow. But that's okay. definitely happening. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely happening. I mean, that's of all the things I've heard, that's the one that bothers me the least. Yeah, it probably should. If, if, you, if you're a real baseball fan, that one can bother you, but it, these other ones are, it's yeah. like a mountain and a molehill. Yeah. You know, and you know, it's for safety. The bigger bases are actually for safety. A lot of people are like, oh, they're going to steal more bases. Oh, for like they the might steal more bases, not because it's like three inches shorter or six inches shorter, but because they're they're more likely to send the guy because he's less likely to get hurt. That's why. They're more likely to send him because he's less, less likely to get hurt. Yeah. Especially in a, you know, stealing second base situation where a lot of, a lot of injuries happen. Right, so the base is bigger. Mm. It, you, it's lower. It's got a little angle to it. So it's it's all about like not breaking your fingers on this thing, and giving uh, the slider a little more room, or the you know the guy yeah the guy's foot away from the foot right right just a little more space there. And um, I don't know. It seems to make sense. I don't care. We I'm not going to dwell on that one because yeah. I mean we've got the pitch clock, which is absolutely horrible. Okay, so pitch clock is not implemented this year. No. But it's on deck it, for 2023. It could, could be coming next year. Yeah, it looks like it. It's if the games are too that slow. Will. So I was just watching a highlight, and this name came up not that long ago, but Goose Gossage was pitching. You would have loved how quick his turnaround was from pitch, catcher throws it back to him, catch, sign, pitch again. Quick. I don't understand why this just isn't being encouraged by everyone to just work a little faster i think they've tried to encourage them to work faster by using Who? by putting the pitch clock in the minor leagues and stuff yeah but way way before clocks look if you're the pitcher and you have the ball and you know that you can intimidate a guy or you just need a little time to think or, or just a little time to settle down then you take it because you're in the big leagues now these stats matter and you're gonna they're gonna give you the time you take it I am completely against the pitch clock. I think there's a there, it's going to be short too. I've seen I've seen side by side comparisons in like big games where if, if the pitch clock was in, it would have been automatic walk in big plays that didn't seem rushed. Oh my god, they didn't seem rushed at all. And here's the numbers, okay? They, okay. Here's the numbers. Okay. No guys on base, fourteen seconds. Guy on base, nineteen seconds. This is real right now. You're that's the proposal. Oh my god. When you put a number on it now it's like, yeah. Oh my god. Yep, that's what they want to do. And the bases are going to go from 15 inch square to 18 inch square. They're from 3 inch inches high to Please tell me that someone half inches high. Someone taped these meetings where they're going, "I say 18 seconds." No. No. 19. I need 19. Yeah, yeah. It's like, will there be tenths? Why not? No, on the stadium uh clock oh yeah that'll make for a more dramatic replay yeah, when he goes over the exactly, time Exactly. yes 
Because it's so funny when you watch old basketball highlights before they had the 10th of a second. And they're like, well, it was near the zero. Uh, it's a little hard to tell. We like basketball tonight. Oh, yeah. Okay, we've got more. Keep going. Okay. Banning this is sh- proposal for next year. Yeah, banning the shifts seems like it's going to happen. Um, and it's probably going to take the... Nobody knows exactly yet, but the proposal that everyone's talking about, it seems like it's going to be... You got to... It's going to be about the infield being on one side of second base for the other. Okay, so will the powers that be try to make it seem... Will they push players towards making it look ridiculous? People are encouraged to say, see, the shift should have been banned. Like, I'm wondering if somebody who has the power is going to be encouraging people shift as often as possible so that people turn against this thing. I don't know. I've seen I've seen some really funny pictures where the entire infield is on one side, like a supreme overshift. Yeah, but my my point is like I love that this guy should spend his off season learning how to bunt it down the third base line, and they'll never be able to do that to him again. He just has to bunt it once. Okay, so it's I, so the solution is so simple to uh, me. Yeah. I just don't get <laughs> okay, it. Okay, but I got a counter for that. I was <laughs> I heard my my boy Rich Eisen talking about this. And this this was his take. And I'm a very rare Rich Eisen or Cowherd clicker. But every now and again, I just, I have to hear the most likely bullshit that's going to come out of their mouth, speaking of baseball. And uh, his take was, I'm not going to bring my 14-year-old child to watch that brand of baseball. So that was his take on it. I like that. Yeah. So we got more. No, that like bunting is a sin. Oh. That's 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 the style that I'm talking about. Oh, it's like what? It's like I'm buying my ticket to watch my sluggers hit. You still get that. He well, he already said he won't go. So there you go. Well, he's not a real baseball fan. Yeah, I don't think he would have gone anyway. But he brought his 14-year-old into it. Go back to the NFL. Go back to your gladiator sport fighting. Why not just you know what? go to professional wrestling? You know, the, yeah, you, know? you know what it's more like? It's go back to your highlight show. Baseball's not for everyone. Baseball's not Play for Play the everyone. video game. Do something else, but stop ruining the sport. Okay, check this out. <clears throat> You're going to love this one. Mm, this, is, sure. this is if an all-star game is tied, going into the 10th inning, the game will be decided by a home run derby. Someone propose that? Yep. What? (laughs) (laughs) This is soccer? (laughs) But I mean, how great is that? They should, well, oh, I guess they should call that the... uh, Bud Seelig Rule? Yeah, the Bud Seelig Rule. They should call that the... Definitely. That is the bug. Okay, that the will Hall forever of, the now Hall be of known. Famer, Hall of Famer Hall Bud Hall of Seeley. Famer Bud Seeley. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. The guy. There's more. All right. <laughs> what else? What What else? Um, How can we change these puzzle pieces around more? Let's go. I think, actually, we've covered the big ones. I'm going to close the book on that, and I'm okay. going to tell you a story. Let's bring it back to a happy place. Okay. This has been very difficult us recapping um, a tough conversation it's like man. writing an obituary of, yeah for baseball it is i know it hurts it hurts me too okay God. 
and I've been trying to keep up on the news. And it's been a thank you for doing that because I can't. It's very difficult because like I can't. There was a moment where I'm like, yes, they're not doing the guy on second base in the tenth inning, and it's like yeah. whiplash. No, they are. And it's like, oh my god. That's why you ask me these questions. Like they're doing that. I'm like, well, I can't say for sure. I just know right. that that's what's on the table yeah. right now. Well, multiple people have come to me and said. They're not actually doing the designated hitter right. And the only thing I've told them is not one person has told me uh, the contrary to that. UDH is definitely happening. So here's a story yeah, yeah. that I here's a story that I think I think will get us back to a happy place. I think you'll like this. It's about changing rules in sports. So there was a, a quarterback um in texas playing for a college team and he's scrambling he's scrambling he's running breaks the line of scrimmage he's running he's he's getting he's like the 25 yard line right going for the end zone he fakes a slide oh throws the defense off scores a touchdown yeah by the next week, <laughs> they had a new rule in place that you could not do this you can't fake a slide do you remember who it was i should i, I should i closed the book so this guy fakes a slide and goes for a touchdown and they have by the end of the week changed a rule that says you can't do this. Wow. And the reason is this. I mean, you can imagine why. Just think yeah. about it. Yeah. Just think about it. From now on, all quarterbacks are going to be tackled. Well, okay. Let's take a step back. It's like, I didn't know he was going to fake. Quarterbacks run all the time. Quarterbacks yeah. are considered uh, to be like special little angels yeah. on the football field. Yep. They are subject. They have special rules. We don't want to hurt our quarterbacks because they're special. And so they often will just slide. Lots of money. Whenever they run, they slide almost every single time. It's mm. become accepted in football that yeah. these pussies thank, don't need to don't God need to play real. Steve fo- Young didn't play in those days. I know. Well, I think he probably slid. A few, I don't know. He probably maybe slid towards the end. Strategic was, sliding. Yeah, towards the end. Like I don't blame him for doing it. I'm not blaming the, the football player, the, the quarterbacks for doing it. But that whenever you slide, you're signaling to the defense, "Hey, uh, it's over." We don't need to go for this guy anymore. As soon as this guy faked that slide, he changed football forever. Yeah. He changed football forever because now uh, we don't know if he's going to fake it or not. Lay yeah. him out. Yeah. And now he's going in feet first. You know, good luck with that uh, that knee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love this. that they. This is a world change for one guy that I agree with. Yeah. So th- this is what's interesting about rule changes is – this you could argue that this rule had to be changed because the reason why the rule is there in the first place for the slide is to protect the quarterback from from getting hurt. It was as soon okay, and this is why they changed the rule. As soon as the quarterback intimates that he's about to slide, it kind of tells the whole defense let up. Because if you jam this guy, it's huge penalty. Because he's going down, he's sliding. And so once you fake that, you the the defense has been trained for many years to let up. And so you, you're changing the way the sport is played. So that wasn't okay. But you think maybe you should have saved that move for a bigger game? <laughs> seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh I love I love this this moment because it's a it's a moment where he outsmarted not just the other defensive players but literally the entire football world mm-hmm. 
I just think that's great. And they got punished for it immediately. Then, well, like, I don't know. Now he's got a rule named after him. So. Is it actually named? Oh, I guess. So well, I they can't, better. They I should. Can't ask that. Why, what else it, would you name it? Is it the, is it the Johnny Manziel rule? It should. <laughs> well, we have the Shohei Otani rule. We have the Steve Cohen rule. And we have the, uh, uh, the, and the other guy rule. The other guy. <laughs> non The guy who went between two teams four times in 22 days. Oh, right. God. New rules. So you ready for opening day? Can't wait to see who's going to yeah. hit DH for the Giants. It's, oh boy. It's a great question because typically I think I think the first day of the season is maybe was supposed to be end of March. I think of typically early beginning of April. Yeah. And so we're right around that time. And honestly, no. I'm I'm terrified. I'm terrified for the season to start. I really am. I don't know what I'm what I'm scared of. I feel like if the season never started, that means they never went to the dark side. Yeah. Well, the damage is already done. They're already playing this way in spring training. This is this is it's already. <sighs> I mean, why get worried about opening day? It's it's meaningless at this point for these rule changes. Okay. Yeah. I I'm not in charge of my emotions at this point. It's just I feel awful about the season. <laughs> I hate it. Never heard of them. This is real right now. Oh yeah, good for them. Don't hurt me now. We're crotchety old men. It's just getting more ridiculous when you're adding rules when everything was just fine. Everything was just fine. All throughout our life, the history of baseball and the future of baseball was promised to us in this perfect form. And it's getting ripped out of our hands and pissed on. 